Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Good morning and welcome to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. I'm Chris Salem. It's a beautiful uh, Wednesday morning here in the New York City area, and I'm hoping the same for you for wherever you are. Just wanted to let you guys know that I just got back from a City Summit. Uh, this is an event that brings in entrepreneurs, business icons, celebrities. Uh, it was being held. It was held in L.A. last week. And it was a great event because it just really brought the best of the best to share ideas and concepts of how to run your business and then also to give back, give back to your communities, give back to charities that matter and so forth. But one thing that came up that I noticed with a lot of people in the room was a lot of the people put their wellness first. And that is something that holds true to my heart. And and we're going to be talking about that today because we have a great expert here that's going to be discussing with us the importance of wellness and the impact that it has uh, not only on our business, but everything that we do for sustainable success. So before I formally introduce him, his name is Greg Roberts. He's going to be discussing why a healthy vessel is essential for sustainable success Greg is the founder and president of Simple Wisdom Wellbeing and Solutions. He entered the wellness business a long time ago, working his way uh, through but when he founded uh, Blue Velvet Boxing Club, an award-winning exclusive boxing gym that catered to celebrities, Wall Street executives, and hand-picked boxing professionals. This was in New York City. Uh, in addition, Greg works for a variety of different causes, one being Stand Together, Make a Difference, This is a non-for-profit coalition whose aim is to help prevent substance abuse and addiction through education and awareness. In addition, when Greg is not uh, participating in non-for-profit and what he does in the wellness segment, he enjoys uh, working out, uh, boxing, playing tennis, hiking, and is an active father to three children. His first book, Progress Over Perfection, 16 Simple Steps to Reclaim Your Health and Well-Being is due out this month. And we're going to be talking about a lot of those concepts from that book with Greg today. Greg, I would love to formally introduce you. Uh, Say hello. Hello, and thanks, Chris, for the introduction. Greg, it's a pleasure to have you. And when we're talking about wellness, um, you know, in terms of sustainable success, you had mentioned a healthy vessel. Can you discuss with us what is meant by a healthy vessel and why is it essential to sustainable success in everything that we do? Yeah, so it's a great question. I mean, a healthy vessel is really not just one area of our lives. Very often people think that, 
you know, if they eat well, it's all about nutrition. That's going to make them uh, well, and they'll, they'll be uh, living up to the wellness principle. Well, wellness for, for most wellness professionals and people that have studied it, combination of pillars. You may have some people that believe in four pillars or seven pillars or eight pillars. I, I, we try to stick by five pillars um, for a, a well vessel, and those pillars are um, foods. It's about relaxation, exercise, sleep, and stress. And if there's an imbalance in, in any of those five, you know, the, the vessel gets thrown off. It doesn't operate as well. You can be eating perfectly well, but if you're getting two hours of sleep, you're going to have problems. You're not going to be as alert. You're not going to be able to focus um, if you're com- perpetually stressed out uh, and you're exercising well but you're, and you're even eating well. That's going to cause its own problems. So we, we really strive for balance to attain that, um, that healthy vessel and, and attain optimal wellness. And so it really is a holistic balancing act. It doesn't have to be difficult, um, but it requires, you know, some, some simple steps as we try to teach. And, um, you know, a metaphor that we like to, to go by is, you know, the, the car was only operating on three wheels. You know, so uh, you can still run. You can still you know, probably get the car forward, but it's not going to get you where you want to go and, and, and get you and perform the way it should be performing if you only have three wheels operating. Yeah, you made an important point there. I mean, there's actually a commercial if you it's that Liberty Mutual commercial where it says when somebody makes a claim that other insurance companies will provide you the value that would allow you to travel on three wheels, not four wheels. But when you really think about it, three wheels, that's going to be a quite a problem to travel on. So four wheels is essential to be in the solution. So what's important is that we have to have that balance. So when you talked about the pillars of wellness, can you discuss the impact they have on each other? Yeah, they're very much interrelated. So uh, let's start with food. Food is, is arguably, again, you talk to the nutritionists, they're going to say it's the most important. And I would probably argue that uh, on, you know, we'll get into mindfulness a little bit later, which without that, it's hard to attain anything else. But um, as far as the direct impact on our bloodstream and our physiology, uh, the food, you know, for, for many is that number one pillar. And if you're not eating well or, or eating wisely, um, you're going to suffer from it. The, you know, the, the facts are out there. We have uh, you know, spiraling um, obesity rate here. We have a diabetes epidemic that's out of control. The numbers of the effect of not eating well um, and, and treating our bodies uh, as, as vessels is there. It's hard to deny at this point. Um, you know, one out of every six children today is obese. Um, you know, back to diabetes. By 2020, they're saying half of all United States citizens are going to be um, uh, either diabetic or pre-diabetic. It's really alarming. It's going to the cost of this is projected to be 500 billion dollars a year just to treat diabetes, one of the most preventative of um, the chronic illnesses out there. So, if you look at the uh, the food alone, um, and, and even eating the, the food and eating a, a sensible, I don't like to use the word diet because I think diets have, have woefully uh, overpromised and underdelivered. But, you know, if you're not, uh, let's go back to the, the mindfulness, the, the relaxation. If you're not present and able to absorb some of the information, then, well, you have some conflicting pillars there. You're not going to be able to... Um, take the time to maybe do some of the research around the food and the food choices we make. Um, you know, if you're, if you're eating well and even with some mindfulness, but you're not working out, uh, you're not uh, having some form of movement or exercise. I 
You know, it doesn't have to be working out in a gym, uh, but it, it's going to have an impact. They they sort of bump bump into each other, and so it, it's you know, this holistic, multipolar approach um, can sound, I guess, a little complicated to some people or intimidating for those just getting into it, but they, they kind of naturally do connect, and it's really just about being aware um, and, and sort of, you know, being aware of our, for example, sedentary lifestyles. We, we just naturally, we're, fight, we're going uphill when it comes to the way we just live, and we can't, it, it's hard to help some of that. We're in our cars so much, right? I'm sure most of your, your listeners, Chris, are you know, uh, spend a good deal of their time in their automobiles, getting to you know, point A to point B and back. And, uh, you know, we're at desks, we're in front of our computers and, and, and you know, video, doing a lot of video now these days. So it's, um, you know, we're, we're on our backsides a lot and we need to move. We have to get up. Um, so it's just, you know, they, they very much do interconnect. And if you have um, just a couple of off, you're not, you know, the vessel is not going to be as strong and well as it can be. No, it's so true. I mean, balance is so important in how, you know, the emotional side can have an impact on the physical side and so forth. And stress and, and anxiety are all byproducts of both of them. So what are some of the things that when you when you look at when people have this lack of balance in these particular areas, I mean, what are some of the, the repercussions of what what impact that can have on their personal lives and their business? Oh, just enormous, um, and we see it all the time, especially in the in the workplace wellness area. Um, you know, if you're not attaining, if you're not attending to those, those areas, and and there is imbalance, um, it's it's just like uh, you know, look at a an athlete who, um, you know, has got a sprained wrist and is trying to be a, a you know basket, playing basketball. He's just not going to be performing optimally. Not going to be able to take that same jump shot. Doesn't have the mobility he needs in his wrist. Well. As a busy executive or busy employee trying to do their jobs, if they've got you know migraine headaches or they have arthritic arthritic pain or they have um, you know diabetes or some of these chronic illnesses that are a big distraction, um, it's going to detract from their ability to perform at uh, at peak performance, as you like to say, right? I mean, the goal is you know it shouldn't be just for athletes. Um, a lot of us who, you know, played sports can identify with that and, you know, most successful, all successful sports teams, you know, there, there's going to be a culture of peak performance and I think we need to pay a closer look at applying that to our, uh, to our professional lives as, uh, as, you know, in just whatever vacation we do. Um, but it, there's a lot of distraction. I mean, think about the amount of time people have to miss from being sick or disabled or, you know, I hear the stories more and more. And the great news that we like to just emphasize to people um, because I think there's a, a, some, sometimes there can be an attitude of um, helplessness, victimization. Oh gosh, I can't help this. I, I'm sick. What am I supposed to do? And we're really not about blaming people. A lot of the awareness isn't just out there. We try to provide um, inspiration and hope around the fact that you can really turn the tide. You can turn that, um, that ship around and it, it will have a serious impact on your overall productivity because you'll be whatever you're doing at work whatever your work is if it's a desk job if you are running around on the, on the market you know on the stock market floor if you're whatever you're doing you're going to do it better if you are healthy in mind and body so we very important to just be aware of the of the impacts of a lesser um, a lesser kept vessel 
No, it's so true. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, for the corporate people that are listening, you know, when you look at corporations of all sizes, and I know this is something that you're uh, looking to make a lot of big strides in, in terms of, you know, the the revenue, lost revenue, uh, you know, retention rates, efficiency, productivity, what, you know, can you go into a little bit on the impact that it has in those areas when you have this lack of balance, when you're not putting your wellness first as, you know, being important at the corporate level or the company level? Absolutely. Um, and can really quantify that. There's some important stats. You'll, if you talk to a lot of benefits insurance people, um, very often 20% of the group of a plan. So let's say you have 100 people in a, in a company and you know, 20 of those people are suffering from a real chronic illness. Well, those 20% have are, are driving the costs year to year. They're the primary driver of those, um, as we see, increasingly unaffordable um, health insurance costs that just are continuing to go up, going to go up exponentially next year. And uh, not to mention the lost time for, for uh, absenteeism. You get for sick time or disability, workman's comp. I mean, these numbers really add up. Uh, and, and, well, 10 years ago, this wasn't as impactful because we didn't weren't facing the same sort of, um, you know, sheer cost to these, uh, to especially when it came around health insurance. Um, I think and we didn't have the same type of chronic illness even 10, 15 years ago. It was there, but it's really shut up a lot in the last five to 10 years. So you just think about the, the lost work time, the disability, maybe someone's working half time. I mean, there's just a real impact to the bottom line for, for management um, and for the employees. It also seeps into the workplace culture. So you know, there's a lot of sickness and fatigue and mental exhaustion. Um, that can really just sap the energy out of any organization. And we all know it's, uh, you know, that type of, all it takes is, uh, you know, a little negativity in any size room, and that can, um, you know, really uh, suck the wind out of a, <laughs> out of a, of a place. So um, it, it's, you know, we really strive to uh, just encourage that to take a look at some, uh, especially business leaders and, and business owners to, um, take a few extra minutes to look at that impact on, on the bottom line and then what can be done to reverse that and or help prevent. I mean, not everything is preventable, right? There are, you know, congenital uh, conditions people are born with. And then we, not, again, not trying to make anyone feel guilty who is beset with chronic illness. Like I said earlier, a lot of people aren't aware of how their lifestyle choices can negatively or positively impact that. So... Um, but there's a lot of hope there, and it's, it's encouraging to see many companies now moving that wellness needle in a very positive direction by, by engaging in really effective workplace wellness solutions that are, that are really out there and will you know, really help to drive uh, success for an organization. So true. And we got a couple minutes before a break, uh, Greg, but you, met, you had touched upon a little bit there on on, on insurance, let's look at health insurance. And, you know, that's obviously always an issue with companies and, and the costs continue to go up. Uh, you know, group health insurance, while it's a lot better than an individual health insurance, still, I mean, things are going up. People are paying more more money out of pocket. And I feel that by putting your wellness first, you know, that's one way to help drive those costs down. What's your take on that? And we will go to break and we can always pick it up on, on the second leg as well. 
Okay, thanks. Yeah, it's a passionate topic of mine because it really, and I mean this generally, breaks my heart to see the people spending so much of their money now. Again, what was 10 years ago, $50, $60 maybe out of your check every month is now four, five, six hundred $600 and up for a single, more for a family. It is becoming a mortgage payment to pay for our, our health insurance. And not that's just the premium side of things. When you look at co-payments and deductibles, those numbers are going up exponentially. And it's not the company's fault. It's the companies are just trying to survive. We, we have a client that was a 67-member group, 67 employees that were participating. Their health insurance premiums alone were a million, like almost to the, to the penny, a million dollars a year. That's just not sustainable when you're dealing with you know, profit margins that are you know, in the 6 to 10, 7 to 10 percent range. And so... Um, and, and the impact on the employees who are, are bearing the brunt of what's called the cost shifting because the employers, they don't, it's either layoff when they're faced with these enormous health insurance premiums year by year, which again go up exponentially every year, they'll go up again, yep. you know, a frightening amount next year. It's, uh, they either lay off or they have to pass it on to the yeah. employee. So when the past, the employee would get 20%, uh, you know, contribution now, it's 30, 40, you're seeing 50% uh, common uh, contribution. Yeah. So it's really an increasing burden on the, on the employee. Well, we, we're going to, I want to talk a little bit more about this when we get back. Uh, you're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We're with Greg Roberts, uh, founder and uh, president of Simple Wisdom Wellbeing Solutions, and we will be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. 
Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. Again, I'm your host, Chris Salem. I'm here with Greg Roberts, founder and president of Simple Wisdom Wellbeing Solutions. And we were talking about... Uh, the you know the pillars of wellness. There's eight pillars, but Greg uh, was emphasizing five pillars of wellness that have a play a tremendous impact on our well-being and for sustainable success. And where we had left off, we were talking about the impact that it has on health insurance as health insurance continues to rise for not only corporations, but also for small businesses and entrepreneurs. It's getting out of hand to to the point where it's like a mortgage payment for a lot of families now just to keep health insurance, even working for a company. So Greg, I wanted to ask you as we revisit this where we left off, you know, what can employees, you know, companies, and even entrepreneurs that run small businesses, what can they do themselves to help in this particular area to bring down costs when it comes to well-being? When it comes to bringing down costs, one of the best things you can do is avoid going to the doctor as much as possible. And not only we need to, but um, there's a new... Uh, company out there with a, a great new Fitbit and their, um, their motto is self-care is health care. So, and what I really like because we need to, I think we're at that point since most, I think in wellness and, and even people on the periphery are realizing that we have to take health into our own care. We can't, in our own hands, we cannot continue to rely on a broken medical system. This does not mean all medical care is bad. It's very necessary. If I break my arm, the first place I want to be is the ER. If I get an infectious disease bitten by a mosquito mosquito with malaria, I want to be right in the hospital setting. But to rely on the system that we have now for um, our many of our chronic illness conditions, we are going down a very scary rabbit hole. The great news is, and what we try to encourage employees and, and individuals, is about empowering themselves to make choices which not only are going to lead to greater health, greater wellness, but it's going to be a savings on our pocketbook because they're going to be laying out less for, uh, for the health care costs. Uh, they're not going to be flying through their deductibles. They're not going to be, as an example, I mean, a lot of people that I know in wellness, myself included, and I don't say this with any pride because this was not me uh, 10, 11, 15 years ago, I don't ever really go to the doctor. I go once a, a year for my checkup. I don't require a lot of medical care. That was not the case. I can't emphasize that enough. I was, you know, getting beset with the flu, uh, you know, once a year, cold. That was, you know, there was always something at, at some point during the year. Um, we can make those choices to through lifestyle 
and through practicing these pillars, which greatly reduce our chances of getting sick, there's no guarantees. Again, we can still get hit by a bus. We can still contract something. I could still, I have two parents that are cancer survivors and a dad with Parkinson's disease. So I'm susceptible, so I could get something someday. But the point is that we can really reduce our chances and thereby reducing our costs. Um, if you apply that to a group setting, like within a company, um, their insurance carriers are starting to get on board. Insurance carriers, what do they want? They want to pay as least, understandably, want to pay the, the least amount of money out in, in um, claims. Right? They're, they're, the rates are very claims-driven. So if a particular group is, uh, has less claims because of certain effective wellness initiatives, well, then everybody wins. Uh, claims can stay the same, I'm sorry, premiums can stay the same or be reduced over time. Uh, so there's a very, there's an opportunity for us to work with the uh, insurance markets to uh, reward those companies that are practicing effective wellness. And I say effective because uh, corporate wellness, traditional corporate wellness has really failed in a lot of ways because it was a one-size-fits-all approach and, uh, you know, a, and to check the box kind of system, but um, the wellness programs that are emphasizing individuality and are actually able to reach and touch individuals are moving the needle in a really positive direction. So what can people do um, you know, to, again, start to take control over some of their uh, lifestyle choices and begin to eat more uh, fresh fruits and vegetables and begin to, you know, during the day, get out of your desk at least once an hour, walk around the office, walk around the building. Um, take a time out for mindfulness. We'll get into that a little later. And, you know, maybe meditate for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. These seemingly small choices can have really big impacts on, on the individual's health and, and their bottom line when it comes to their own pocketbooks. No, that is so true. And, you know, we tend to live in a society where we're, we're reactive, you know, and this is why we've gotten to where we, where we are, where, you know, diabetes is at an all-time high and heart disease and cancers and other types of health ailments that if kept in check, if we had took more control and were, were more proactive with our own well-being, that we could offset these percentages to keep rising. And so we all have a part. And I, I saw a quote today. Actually, I, I posted it on Facebook that when you hear of somebody telling you that I am the solution to your problem, you better run. <laughs> you know, there's great resources. There's great resources and, you know, great products and services that are out there that will definitely help you. There's no question about that. But in itself, will it solve your problem? No, it really comes down to us, you. You are, we are the problem. We are the solution. And we have to take control and be more proactive to look after our own well-being and wellness because if we expect our doctors to take care of everything if we expect the food that we eat that are you know that that are that's everywhere that that's going to be good for us we have to take control of what's good, really good for us and what's not and we have to do that research no one is going to provide that for us so people like yourself Greg you're a great resource but unless people step up to look for that information they're not going to find you and, and that's the thing that we all got to be able to, to be proactive to seek out this information because we can take control over a lot of things that could offset a lot of these issues. Not to say that, hey, if cancer runs in your family or Parkinson's disease runs in the family, 
yeah, you still could get it. And even if you do all these great things, but nonetheless, you're able to offset those percentages. And I think that's such an important thing that you've uh, brought up today. And that will help uh, lower the amount of money that we put out each month for insurance. And then a lot of times where we don't even necessarily need it, we go to the doctor because we just want to go, you know, maybe, you know, we feel like something's off, we go and we find out there's nothing wrong and, and we spent a lot of money. So it's really important that we really take control and be proactive. And I'm so happy that you brought you stressed that today. Uh, that being said, I, I wanted to get into the other side of, of well-being. You know, a lot of times, we, you know, people think of well-being as, you know, the physical side, you know, what we put into our bodies, you know, how do we work out and take care of ourselves that way. But a lot of times it, it, it starts with the mindset and being mindful. Can you discuss the scientific importance of practicing mindfulness and being present for attaining and sustaining your well-being and having success in life. Yeah, I sure can. And as far as the pillars that we really stress, it is among the most exciting of the pillars as far as the scientific discovery around that, the, uh, the efficacy of it. I mean, mindfulness is a broad topic. Many people uh, are not aware of it, and that's okay. You know, they're hearing more and more about it, but you know, mindfulness encompasses uh, meditation, prayer, relaxation. It, it's, a, it's a broad um, umbrella, but uh, there are many, many studies now coming out that are just so encouraging and really giving a lot of credence to the mindfulness folks who are saying, look, we're the number one pillar here because without us, it can't get to the others. And they make a really good case. Um, I mean, the impacts, the scientific impacts of mindfulness are um, are just huge, and, and you know can't be denied anymore. There's a, a great study out of Harvard in 2011 by a PhD by the name of Sarah Lazar that found that meditation increased cortical thickness in the hippocampus, and that's the part of the brain that governs learning and memory. Um, she also found evidence that on the same 2011 study that meditation may slow down the age-related atrophy of certain areas of the brain. I mean, you know, of course, when we get to the age of around 40 for most of us, uh, it's not just our muscles that atrophy, it's our brain. We atrophy. It's one of those facts of, of life. Um, but there are, the great news is we can do a lot of things and can take steps to, to counter that. Um, there's another gentleman out of Harvard by the name of Herbert Benson who has done some phenomenal research uh, around mindfulness and, and study after study. He's the author of a book called The Relaxation Response. And uh, he believes that uh, modern science now, has, and I'm quoting him here, has shown us that the mind has the power to heal. And we should use that capacity. So um, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, there's just study after study and, and scientific um, you know, there's more science out there than ever to back up the importance of mindfulness. And that's, and like, I love what you said earlier, uh, Chris, around how reactive we are. Um, by being more proactive, just being aware of that, that's a, that's a, a form of mindfulness. Being Let's not just wait for us to get sick. Um, let's not just wait for our uh, blood cholesterol to get to 400. I mean, it doesn't just arrive there. It starts at, you know, 180, and then we're 200, and then 210, and, you know, 200 is the acceptable limit. But just being proactive and, and looking for that. Um, and we can't blame the doctors. We can't blame them, the, you know, the entirety of our situations on, on others. So we have to be uh, proactive and take those steps to empower ourselves 
uh, to be healthy. You know, healthy, being healthy and well, and to have sustainable uh, wellness, it's not an accident. You know, there, there's always someone to have an example. Oh, well, I had an uncle who lived to 100, and he smoked a pack a day. And I guarantee if you there, number one, there's always an exception to every rule. Those are very rare. Those are anomalies. But two, um, there are those people that are very often anomalies. There's something they're doing in those pillars that are extraordinary. And I'll give you a quick example, actually, because I did have a, a friend of mine who had an uncle over in Cyprus who was at 102, still active and vibrant, and, uh, but he smoked a pack of cigarettes every day. But if you looked at the other areas of his lifestyle, the guy ate the freshest, wholest foods. He was moving around. He was out. His, his job was, uh, was outside, um, so he was you know, moving around in the outdoors a lot. He didn't have a lot of stress in his life, and he, uh, you know, I think was a, a man of faith, so he had prayer, he had the mindfulness thing going on. Um, so even all that could counter that. Uh, his, his vessel was, was so strong from the other pillars, he was able to, you know, be that guy you know, at one or two smoking the pack a day and still, still thriving. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the mindfulness science is, is just nothing but exciting, and they're bringing it into elementary schools, uh, you know, workplaces, you, you name it, you're seeing the mindfulness uh, approach uh, really taking off. No, it's so important because, you know, I'm a big advocate of, of mindfulness because it provides so much clarity with inside you that, you know, you're able to find the problem or the root cause to certain mindset barriers that usually are established at childhood. And and many times, if left unchecked, these are the things that really affect you emotionally, that cause you to become unbalanced, and then have an effect on your physical well-being in other areas as well. So this is uh, something I, I strongly agree with. And you mentioned something, I you know, when you talked about mindset, you know, there was a, a friend of mine uh, through a group I belong to called CO Space. And seven, eight years ago, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And it wasn't the type that would, you know, the one that would kill you in a couple weeks, but he, he had it. He was given about a year to live. And he made a, a decision and a commitment right there to really become mindful. He got into deep meditation uh, at the theta wave uh, level. He uh, went uh, adopted an all green diet. Uh, I shouldn't use that word diet, but an all you know green uh, food program, and you know did not go the traditional route with chemotherapy. And he it was really his mindset because he. He was committed to living his life no matter whatever the outcome was. He wasn't tied to the outcome. He was committed to the process of, of you know, being happy for, you know, what, where he was and committed to healing himself from the inside out. And here we are, you know, September 13th, 2017, and he's cancer free. So go figure, you know, people call it a divine intervention, but the mindset can heal and it's possible. So I'm glad you brought that up, Greg. Yeah, so, I love hearing those kind of stories, Chris. Uh, there, there are actually many like that. The more you start digging for people that are interested of, of those mindful choices that um, may deviate from a conventional approach to a sickness like pancreatic cancer. And the success stories are astounding. Always great to hear those. Absolutely. Well, we have a few minutes till we go to break. So I wanted to, you know, any other scientific information or, or 
or resources that people can go about to, to find out what it takes to become mindful? What are some of the things that they can refer to that for beginners that that could help them, you know, get started? So there's a lot of good um, apps out there for uh, for meditation and mindfulness-related uh, um, practices. Dr. Andrew Wheel has a, uh, a breathing technique that's a great starting point for a lot of people. Um, even if you do it, the first time I ever did it, I, I noticed uh, a difference in my energy. And he calls it the 478 um, breath. It's also known as the relaxing breath. And basically, you, you, you sit there, it takes no more than about uh, three and a half minutes, and you breathe in through your nose for a count of four, you hold it, the breath, for a count of seven, and then you exhale for a count of eight. You do four cycles of that, and it is an easy, you can do it wherever you are, you can do it in the car, you can do it in your de- at your desk. Normally best if you are sitting up straight, um, I wouldn't actually recommend a car to get the full experience out of it, but if you're stuck in traffic and you're bored and you're feeling stressed, it's one of those great pick-me-ups that you can do anywhere. And it's, uh, it, it really can, it gives people that haven't experienced mindfulness just a little taste to want more. And then, you know, you can just go onto your app store, put in mindfulness. You know, there's so many uh, apps out there. Um, yeah, many are free, and it's a, it's a great starting point because we want to make you know they want to make it fun and engaging. I just can't encourage it enough. And I'd like to just share, Chris, uh, if we have time, really fast about um, yeah, we have about uh, twenty Se- seconds. Twenty seconds. Maybe we'll get into it later. But Jerry Seinfeld is an active practitioner uh, and very vocal about his meditation practice, and he would not be where he's at without it. And uh, so it's it's hugely beneficial for those that give it a shot. Yeah, well, let's talk about that right after break. Uh, we, we are hearing some incredible information on being mindful, and we're going to continue when we get back from break. And again, you're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show with your host, Chris Salem, and your guest, Greg Roberts, founder and C- CEO of Simple Wisdom Wellbeing Solutions. We'll be right back. the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. We're here with Greg Roberts, founder and president of Simple Wisdom Wellbeing Solutions. And if you're just joining us, we have been talking about uh, why a healthy vessel is essential for sustainable success. And we talked about some of the negative impacts, how that affects you not only your well-being, but also companies in terms of, you know, their production, their efficiency, revenue, insurance costs, and so forth. And we had left off, uh, Greg, where we were talking about some celebrities that really are advocates behind mindfulness. And you were talking about Jerry Seinfeld. And, yeah, I think the I think the listeners would be curious to find out, you know, where Jerry stands in terms of his his view on mindfulness. Yeah, so Jerry, as most of us know from his, uh, his sitcom there in the 90s, um, is an active practitioner of a form of meditation called Transcendental Meditation, uh, or TM for short. And he began doing that around 20 or 21. I first saw him on an interview uh, with uh, Louis C.K. and some other comedians. I actually went to the high school with Louis C.K., so I was tuning in for that and saw him, uh, surprised to hear him talk about that. But he credits much of his success in the show business industry um, very candidly and without reservation to his daily practice of transcendental meditation. 20 minutes a day, and he said there's no way he could have gotten through the uh, Seinfeld years where many might remember from the credits. I mean, this guy was wearing a lot of hats. He was the you know executive producer, a writer, star, casting director. He had many, uh, many different response, huge responsibilities. Each in their own right is gargantuan by uh, by most people's standards, and he's juggling them all. And he said, he, regardless of what was going on in his day, whatever fire was happening, whatever uh, you know, whatever stressful level of stress was happening, he usually around his lunch would carve out 20 minutes, he'd go to a room by himself, and he would meditate. And he said that he wouldn't be the comedian he was, he wouldn't have the show, he really credits so much of his uh, personal and, and private success. Uh, you know, I believe he's, from what I can gather, happily married, um, so it extends into to other areas of our lives. 
So for, for those of you out there who are, you know, considering meditation, I know my own walk with it, something I had heard about, kind of knew it might be good, but never, you know, a little intimidated. Um, Fifty-two. I hadn't done it before. What did it look like? What was meditation? What is this? What do I have to do? Another thing on my to-do list, and it's, um, you know, when I finally made the decision to do it and learn it, it's, I was surprised at how simple it was, number one, but two, just the, the benefits are huge. And so I can't recommend it enough. If you're on the fence, if you've been considering it, if you're looking to have that um, optimal, healthy vessel, you know, strongly consider meditation. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I second that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an advocate of mindfulness. It's something that I stressed uh, in my book, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve to Cause, Create Prosperity. It's something I practice every day. Meditation is part of my daily ritual as a habit every early morning. And it has profound effects on everything you do, your well-being, how you do business, uh, your relationships, you name it. it. It allows you to identify the problem at the root cause and to operate within the solution. And I'm so happy that Greg was uh, here today to share this valuable information. Now, Greg, you, you have a book coming out. should be out any day now. I think if it's, if it's not already out, uh, called Progress Over Perfection, 16 Simple Steps to Reclaim Your Health and Well-Being. I thought the listeners would definitely benefit from you know a quick summary of what those 16 simple steps are so, so as a foundation, something to start off with to really take control over their well-being for sustainable success. Sure. Yeah, if I just summarize really quickly what the book is about and why I wrote it was to do with uh, the fact that there's a lot of noise out there when it comes to, to wellness. You know, as you were touching on earlier, Chris, you know, there's a lot of people are promising a lot. Um, there's um, just a lot to, you know, we're always told that there's this new product out there that's going to solve our problems for us, right? It's going to, or it's going to be the answer to all our, our challenges. Well, the, the problem when it comes especially to nutrition, uh, the nutrition pillar, is that there's a lot of conflicting news. There's even conflicting science out there. And so it's just, at its base foundation, it, it can be confusing for someone who's not in the profession. And my goal for this book and, and for the readers was really to um, push forth a simple approach to wellness. Wellness is there for everybody to attain. It is not Herculean. It is something that everyone who takes the time to look into can, can discover. So um, throughout the book, I infused it with uh, these simple steps that you referenced. Um, and it was just to get people... Um, on that initial course, and with the goal being empowerment and to stick to some of the simple principles around food, uh, around, you know, the, the other pillars, sleep, exercise, mindfulness, stress, and, uh, you know, just to get people kind of off on that course and, and, and kind of help be the, the guidepost. So I can go over, uh, you know, all 16 of the steps. We can take 10. However, you'd like to uh, review. Yeah, I'm happy I would say to do that. we could talk about some of the key, you know, the key steps. I think that that you know that the listeners can really take control over and start, you know, start somewhere to start reclaiming their their well being for sustainable success. Well, one of the, the first, step number one may surprise, but it's actually um, it's sort of uh, meant to be an awakening step, you know, in acquiring that knowledge. Um, 
you know, it's uh, Francis Bacon said, uh, knowledge is power, right? And it helps to just expand our, um, you know, our, our discovery uh, areas and, and to discover some of the, the basics. I think it's good to maybe even check out a couple films out there that can really illuminate the issues because, you know, we, we all are moving at 100 miles an hour these days, right? We're, we're juggling career, family, and, and there's stress out there for all of us. So um, I, I suggest, you know, starting with some of the more popular food documentaries, um, like Food Inc. or Forks Over Knives, Fed Up is another good one. That can just be an open, they're entertaining, they're kind of fun for, for some people, and you gain some really valuable insight. Um, and it, it's sort of, for a lot of people that I've discovered, clients, it, it can have some aha moments in there, like, wow, and it serves as motivation because... Um, I, it's important for people to find that inner motivation. You know, Chris, something motivated you to begin doing your meditation practice, you know, as it did with me. Um, so we need those areas of, of, of motivation. So as a good starting point, I like to start people. That's step number one. Um, simple step number two is um, what I call, uh, you know, rocket fuel awareness. And, you know, there's a lot of foods out there, just like we can put, you know, poison, uh, you know, in our bodies and, and, and bad fuel. You know, if we were to fill our cars with, uh, you know, sand, every day, they're not going to run well. Um, you know, if we're putting, uh, you know, below 50 octane, we're going to make it, 87 octane is the lowest that we can put in our car. But if we put 50 octane, look at what happened. If we would have a car that would run, it would be knocking if it even got down the, the street, so they, the equivalent of like 93 octane, the high octane gas is, is rocket fuel. Those are really those dark leafy greens that our mothers and grandmothers told us to eat. And I can't emphasize those enough to try to incorporate at least one serving of those because those are so filled with you know these valuable components and properties and and you know phytonutrients and polyphenols that are just antioxidants. They're huge for disease prevention and appetite suppression and just fill us with those minerals and nutrients. And so um, I think that can get glazed over a lot when we see food charts and what we were taught by the FDA to, I mean, it does, no one argues with the fact that we need to have um, vegetables and fruits, but those dark leafy greens, if you find something that you like, you, know, you don't have to eat, if you don't like kale, Try spinach. If you don't like spinach, try broccoli or, or you know, uh, collard greens. Um, try something, but those those dark greens are huge. So um, it's slowly incorporating those into our lifestyles is really big. Um, moving on to, uh, I'm going to skip over some of the steps here just for, for time's sake. Um, simple step number four is, uh, for, you know, breakfast is a, is a tough one uh, for a lot of people, Chris, because... They're on the go. They're rushing around. Yeah. Time is usually grab and go, right? Um, so uh, I recommend um, whole cut, whole grain oatmeal, like a steel cut, and top with some fresh fruit. really doesn't take a long time to make. You can pre-make it, like on a Sunday. It's going to only take about six to eight minutes to cook anyways if you want it uh, piping hot right out of the uh, saucepan. You top it with some fresh fruit. You can even put a little honey in there. Tastes it tastes pretty good. Uh, again, if you don't like oatmeal, it can go over time, but it's a it's a fantastic way to start to get a lot of fiber, which is a real key part of any smart nutrition plan. Um, another simple step here, and this, these are a variety of uh, of steps that may not be what 
people um, are, are used to because I'm trying to, you know, in writing this book, identify with, with people that um, are, are struggling. Like, and I used to struggle, you know. Uh, and this next step gets into this. I, I'm, a, I'm a sugar addict um, that took years to kind of overcome that. And I'd get that sugar craving. And around 9.30, 10, it would set in. And I'd be just scouring the cupboards, trying to get my hands on anything sweet. And sometimes I'd devour a half a box of Oreos or chocolate chip cookies, whatever it was. And it was a real serious craving. I remember just feeling like I was in just a, this, you know, addict that could not, you know, need his fix and um, would do anything to get it. So sometimes when you get that, you know, some people get it in the midday, some people get it late night. Um, try instead of, of those... Uh, classic sweets, try grabbing a piece of fruit or some organic popcorn, which actually can be healthy and uh, easy to make. You pop it yourself, you throw a little olive oil on there, or even a little butter, grass-fed uh, butter, um, and it's fun, and it basically can kind of, we can train our brain to get out of those cravings over time. You know, if we give it what it's, what it's seeking, um, it's going to want more of that. So, you know, trying to just mix it up a little bit. And, and I know it's unnatural in the beginning because we want that Snickers bar, we want that yeah. Oreo cookie. But over time, um, you'd be surprised. That it's, and it's very exciting for when we see our clients discover that. that our, for the, the great study that just came out, actually, at Boston University, showing that we can uh, train our brains and bodies to crave the healthy foods, too, over time. And it doesn't even take a lot of time. So that is just a, you know, I think a lot of people can identify um, probably with that, that craving. Um, another, the next step I'll talk about. Yeah, we have about a minute. Uh, minute. I want to leave some time as well, Greg, for some people know where to find you as well. Okay. So we have about a minute left, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just one last on the on the simple step number six is to, uh, you know, take a look at the, the labels before you buy something. If you can't pronounce anything in there, probably not good to, to buy. If it's got um, more than two or three ingredients, it doesn't end up in my shopping cart. We hope it doesn't uh, end up in yours, so be more aware of that. And there's some good apps out there to help you with that, like Fuji K. Um, so yeah, that'll wrap the steps. Great. I want to thank you for that. And, you know, you got to pick up a copy of Greg's uh, new book again, Progress Over Perfection, 16 Simple Steps to Reclaim Your Health and Well-Being. Greg, where can people find you uh, right now if, if to get in contact with you with any questions? Best is probably my email address, which is Greg with two G's, G-R-E-G-G at thesimplewisdom.com. The book comes out on the 26th of this month. And will be available to all the major booksellers, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and and the like. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, hey, you've been you've been hearing uh, again, Greg Roberts, uh, founder and president of Simple Wisdom and Wellbeing Solutions. Greg, I want to thank you uh, so much today for sharing these these words of wisdom in terms of uh, being more proactive to take control over our our well-being that you know it's necessary that we have healthy vessels to have sustainable success at the next level there is an on-demand version uh, that you can uh, listen to this uh, episode uh, later today if for any reason that you were not able to be on the live show and again Greg I want to thank you again for joining us Chris I want to thank you for having me great well, I want to wish everybody listening to have a, a, a great rest of your Wednesday. It's a beautiful day again here in New York, and we will look forward to having you back next week on the Sustainable Success Radio Show. Have a great day. 
Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.